Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. I have not been following too much of this Molly Tibbetts case. The girl in Iowa who just disappeared a month ago now? She just disappeared. She was last seen out for a jog in Brooklyn, Iowa. Um, and disappeared. And there's this this farmer that they're looking at for a while. The boyfriend was under suspicion. I don't think he is anymore. Girl just disappeared. And uh, I guess video just came out of her from the day before, taken by some friends. They were just goofing around. And they're looking for clues. Like, did, did she plan on disappearing? Did she go to disappear with somebody? Did she show anything that would make you think? Missing. Uh, and it continues to be a, a national story. Uh, reward information passing $300,000. Uh, 1-800-452. Sorry, 1111. 1-800-452-1111. I, I mean, I, I don't think I have anything to say about the story. It's just this video came out. It's like, all right. Looks like a 20-year-old. It's just, it's weird. People, it, it's so hard to believe that in today's world, with everything that's kind of like watching, that anybody can go missing, just disappear, uh, just like that. Um, but, I mean, we we wish this family well. I I, I do. I hope they find her safe and and, and sound and uh, able to just go on go on with life as normal, whatever it is uh, that happened and, and took place. That's not going to be the case of people in Ohio who are extremely upset with what they're seeing. So it's Ohio where they had the special election. This is the 12th district of Ohio. You had uh, the congressman there who stepped away. Uh, This uh, happened, um, oh gosh, in January. He said, I'm taking another job, a bye-bye. And uh, he's gone. So they had a special election, which is kind of crazy because they're having a special uh, election, but... They have an election again in November. The special election replaces the member of Congress for like two months, two and a half months, and then they're going to have the midterm elections. Kind of incredible. So they have this this election, the Ohio 12th, and this was going to be a bellwether for uh, the the, uh, American uh, left. This was going to be a huge... Huge bellwether, just massive. And it was going to show that the blue wave is is very real. The blue wave is is real, and the Democrats are taking over, and this was going to be their proof of it. The latest has Troy Balderson, the Republican, with 101,000 votes. Uh, Danny O'Connor, the Democrat, with 99,000 votes. A little bit more here and there. It's less than a 2,000-vote spread between them. 50.2% for the Republican, 49.3% for the Democrat. Now, there, there's a storyline in here in that Trump won this district by 11 points. So Trump hate is a huge, massive motivator for a lot of voters. It's just not enough to get you over the hump. And when you think about the really bad month, month and a half that President Trump has had, and it's been a bad month, just so we're, 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 we're clear. Um... It still wasn't enough to make a district that it's reliably, reliably a Republican district since the 80s. John Kasich, the current governor of Ohio, was the congressman from the 12th district. It still couldn't get them over the hump, all of this hate and all this 
all, all the insanity that, that President Trump often brings to a campaign. Uh, not about things like sanctions. He's totally right about sanctions. He's totally 100% right about sanctions against Iran. A billion percent right. And uh, I, I discussed that uh, earlier. Uh, and and it, well, we'll have it up. We'll have it up at, uh, at, at, on, on, on the podcast so you, so you can hear it. The sanctions against Iran were the right thing to do. And they're very helpful to the people of Iran who are protesting the awful, horrific economic conditions in Iran because the mullahs and the hardliners like Rouhani and the Ayatollah would rather pay terrorists than they would uh, increase the and better the lives of the Iranian people. They don't give a damn about the Iranian people. They care about destroying uh, the United States and destroying Israel. This is who they are. This is what they believe. They shouldn't be allowed to be in charge. Um, let, let, the, let the Iranian people, uh, the Persian people, uh, actually uh, live their lives. And we'd be all better off if Rouhani was out. See, see, there it is. Yeah, you don't even. I, I gave it to you right here, right now. Going back to the Ohio 12. So this race is close. Republicans are going to have to work very hard to win elections in the midterms because they can't. While Trump still helps, remember Trump came to uh, Ohio in, on uh, like the Saturday before this election. It was on Saturday, and it added. It did. It gave. It gave uh, Troy Balderson a boost. It absolutely, positively did. So Trump is not toxic. However. There are and at least two Republicans who are willing to go that way or those Reagan Democrats. But certainly it is bothersome to people who haven't made up their mind. And when he tweets something about LeBron James, it just drives him crazy. Like, you know what? I can't support this dude. Right. That's how you get the 11 points uh, uh, favorite uh, in terms of the 2016 election to end up being less than 2000 votes ahead in a special election. Now, special election different than midterm because when the midterm comes in November, Republicans have uh, should have no problem holding the seat because more people come out for a midterm election than a special election. More people come out for a general election, which is to say the presidential election, than a midterm election. You understand how that goes. But the story has become Joe Manchik. Who the hell is Joe Manchik? I am so glad you asked because first, Democrats are blaming uh, the Green Party for this loss. And as a matter of fact, as reported by, of all people, InfoWars. All right. It's Alex Jones crazy, but it's awesome. Supposedly, Democrats are blaming the Russians for this loss. Russia, Russia, Russia. They're saying that the Russians caused this to happen. That is unbelievable. Alyssa Milano, you know what sucks? Because she put this on Twitter. This, this is the chick from Who's the Boss? It's Alyssa Milano. Because of our unwillingness to pass policy that protects our election integrity, I immediately think the Green Party votes tonight are Russian meddling. And here's another one Danny O'Connor could lose because of a Green Party candidate. Are you blanking kidding me? If you're a progressive and you voted for the Green Party candidate, you're worse than a Trump supporter. So it, it's just anger on anger. And the one is the, that, like, they're the Russians is the best, except in the, in the, in the effort to outdo each other. Uh, and they, they've done it. There is now a thesis that this Joe Manchuk dude, uh, this Green Party guy, he is now saying that his ancestors were from another planet and he can't remember his own campaign website address. So first, they're blaming the Green Party. Then they blame the Russians for infiltrating the Green Party. And now, it turns out that the Green Party candidate, Joe Manchik, 
might be crazy. He's a native of Hell, Michigan. Oh, stop it. He's a native of Hell, Michigan? How much more crazy can you get into one story? <laughs> he claims this according to the Daily Mail. He claims uh, that, that marijuana is the solution to opioid addiction and that he speaks 19 languages, including Spanglish and sheet music. That's, that is uh, the, the best. He thinks every American should be required to grow hemp. He believes that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is a war criminal. And his vote total is 1,127 votes. So you should take those 1,127 people and you should question why they're voting at all. However, because of that, the vote difference between Danny O'Connor and Troy Balderson, the, the claim the left is making is that all those votes would have gone to the Democrat, every single one. It's not like they wouldn't have shown up. They would have shown up and they would have voted for the Democrat. But the vote spread right now, doesn't, I believe, doesn't trigger the automatic recount. And if those votes were Democratic votes, you'd have the automatic recount. You see, it's the Russians, the Ruskies. They came in there, and they infiltrated the Green Party, and now and now we've got a Republican in the special election. Ab- absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. But this is where they are. They can't just accept the fact that they may have lost. They can't uh, accept the fact that maybe Trump isn't toxic. Trump... I think gives himself self-inflicted wounds, but he's not toxic. That's obvious from this. Republicans have a lot of work ahead of them to win in the midterms. That's also obvious. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz and there ain't no collusion, so why do we keep talking about it? And that's not me talking, that's CNN talking. That's CNN talking about the Trump Jr. meeting at Trump Tower with the Russian lawyer Natalia Veselnitskaya. That's not collusion. Not collusion between President Trump and the Russians. Not collusion because he took a meeting with a lawyer. Dumb, sure, daft, sure, naive. You betcha. Collusion? What? Collusion? Who in the world is saying? What, what, what? Exactly. The phone number here, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. This is Ross Garber on CNN talking about the Trump Jr. meeting. Remember, it was with the Russian lawyer. It was about dirt on Hillary Clinton. And I said at the time, you you have this meeting, you're nuts. This is naivete. And I think this is Donald Trump Jr. never being in a position where somebody was out to hurt him before. His whole life, everybody wants to know him. Everybody wants to work with him. Everybody wants to figure out a way to get some money out of him. So they're all nice. They're all loving. Oh, Don, you're so smart. You're so funny. You're so tall. Can you sing? I'm sure you sing like a bird. You sing like, like, a, like a Sinatra. But you know what? Better than Sinatra. I spit on Sinatra. So, hey, you want to invest in this? That's been his whole life. And this is politics. And people were out for blood. And it was naive to take this meeting. Naive. Not collusion. Just naive. Ross Garber, legal analyst for CNN, what do you say? 
I think there's actually a fairly good argument that it's not illegal, that information would not be considered by the courts to be a thing of value, largely because of the First Amendment. Once you start saying that, uh, that us talking to each other constitutes a thing of value, it winds up being a slippery slope. And then the other thing the president points out, actually fairly, is that if information is a thing of value, well then what about the information that came from Russian nationals to the Clinton campaign and the DNC through Steele? And, that, and that's a fair point uh, also. Well, let me get to that in a moment. I'm sure you will, Wolf. I'm sure you'll get to that in a moment. You'll be right on that, Wolf. I have absolutely no doubt. Wolf Blitzer on air saying, oh, well, let's get to that in a moment. Wolf Blitzer in his head. Dirty, perky, short, back, flat, and fortin, still a bunk of burden. Why you fresh, <laughs> slot, back, top. You know, that's absolutely the way it is. So this just came out regarding the NCAA. Now, I, I will admit, Ari, I am no expert. I am no expert on the NCAA. I still get myself all confused about uh, college football conferences, and I've never been a college football guy. I went to Arizona State, not a college football guy. I only went to a few games. Just I don't know. I don't. Know. The games were fun. Don't get me wrong. It just it's it. There are too many teams to remember, and it just does not move me. I, 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 I'll watch a game. I'll enjoy it. I'll be impressed. I'm just not. I'm not addicted like like many people. Like many people, I would I would root for uh, my Sun Devils. Uh, except they're, they're always going to let me down. They're always going to let me down. They're like the opposite of Rick Astley. They're always going to let me down. They're always going to give me up. They're always going to run around and hurt me. They're always going to make me cry. They always say goodbye. And you're impressed I knew that much, didn't you? I wasn't even reading it. Wasn't even reading it. So they've now got an update about who gets to go pro. And this is about so is this solely about basketball student athletes? This is about basketball. Yes, yeah, specifically basketball. All right. Um, now, just so we're clear, the NCAA, um, solely a money making organization where the kid is their product. That's the deal they've somehow created with the NBA and the NFL. Kid is product, and they'll cultivate the kid. So what they've done is that they now say that first, basketball student-athletes can make more frequent uh, campus visits paid for by colleges. And then they say that high school students can have agent representation. High school students can have agent representation? First of all, why is the NCAA... Okay, so the NCAA is making this rule because if a kid had an agent, they couldn't play in the in, in college, right? They're making this rule because all the scandal that happened with Louisville and how people were paying people, and they're saying, this is how we're going to protect it. We're going to expose the kids to agents sooner. But but before but before we get to that, in the Louisville deal with, with Rick Pitino, was, it was about payments that were made uh, through uh, coaches to base, by, like, shoe companies and other things like that to be able to steer top prospects to them Correct. when they went pro so they would endorse whatever it is, a shoe, uh, that they would endorse anything but big baller brand. Don't you give LeVar Ball any of your money. Don't give him your time or your attention. The kids should drop him. Get out of Lithuania as fast as you can. All right? That's all I'm saying to, to, the, to the other kids, Langelo and... I don't know the other kids. Lamello, yeah. Ugh, what a what a way to hate your children. So, if I guess the the rule was that if you had an agent at, in high school, you couldn't go no. uh, to to college. Ineligible. 
Right. So now they're saying if you are an elite senior prospect, you are eligible. And you may ask what I'm asking, what the bloody hell is an elite senior prospect? Well, that is a student who is identified as such by USA Basketball. Correct. So now USA Basketball is the gatekeeper to which elite students can have agents or elite basketball players can have agents. So at least now you know the one group that's going to be as corrupt as hell. Honestly, USA Basketball just became FIFA. It is going to be, it's the IOC, it's the International Olympic Committee. It's going to be that corrupt and crazy. This is insane what we're doing. And only because if the kid wants to go pro, go pro. Don't even bother. I mean, some kids need college because they need the time to grow and mature and get better at, at their game. But it's only proving that the NCAA is nothing more than the, than the minor leagues for, for the pros. Why, why not just have a minor league system? They have the G League because it's after Gatorade. It used to be called the D League. Now it's the G League because of, of Gatorade. Build that system up. The NBA doesn't want to have to invest in that system. That doesn't make any sense. They no. have to spend too much money. Let Houses the colleges do it. They're getting a minor league system for free. And, Why the would they? and the colleges are making bank in terms of what they're charging. And then there's the entire sports book uh, avenue uh, from it. Oh, sure. And it's, it's a cabal. The biggest one is in football because you can't go from high school to the pros. You got to have three years after high school. So, therefore, they create, they force this farm system. And that farm system is the NCAA, 150%. No one goes to Europe to play for three years and then goes to the pros. You're not going to Canada to play. That's not how it works. This is ugly. And then college players can be represented by an agent uh, after an evaluation from the NBA Undergraduate Advisory Committee. So, again, this is all about who, uh, you know, who's got the access, who are the gatekeepers, and how can they be uh, taken advantage of. And here's the big one. Agents could pay for meals and transportations for players and their families if the expenses are related to the agent selection process. Okay. Okay. The agent selection process. You know how I select my agent? Who spent more on me while I was in college? Now, the one thing that's true is that college students who are athletes are screwed because they're not allowed to accept anything, and that's always been a problem. They can't accept a burger. And then the, the rules have it so it's very difficult for them to work. So if they don't come from any level of means, man, it's difficult to be a college athlete. That's, that is true. But here now they've changed the rules about how agents can pay for meals and transportation for players and their families if the expenses are related to the agent selection process. So they can use agent one for this these two games and agent three for those five games and agent... Students cannot miss class, and the money must be spent where the student lives or attends school. Additionally, high school and college student-athletes and their families can have meals, transportation, and lodging paid for by an agent if those expenses are associated with meetings with the agent or a pro team. Good Lord. Good Lord. The world has certainly changed. And honestly, I don't... Don't get me wrong. The whole thing is crazy. There, there, there's 27 levels of corruption that we just laid out. Let them. The NCAA set up a system to which they get all the benefit for very little output. So why can't the student benefit as well? Now, my answer is usually uh, in, in this situation, um, aren't they getting a scholarship and getting the education? And that's the deal. That's what they get. That's their, their value out of it. 
But if they're if you're if the purpose is not the 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 education, it's just to have the year to as the proving ground to then go to the pros. Because if my choice, if I had the choice between uh, playing four years and getting a college degree, or playing one year and going to the pros and getting that signing bonus, I'm going to the pros. Because the minute I blow out my knee in the ninth game of my senior year, it was all a waste, and I'm a schmuck. I am a total total schmuck. This is this is something else. I mean, so so this is what's happening. This these are the new rules from the NCAA. And now you've got what's the NFL is working with sports books in, in Vegas and they're creating relationships. I'm not bothered by uh, by that. I, I, I people bet. I was actually thrilled to see Vegas get a sports team in the Golden Knights. Uh, and I would like to have seen them win the Stanley Cup. That would have been that would have been the, 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 the sweetness, right? Uh, that's right. They are getting the Oakland Raiders, right? And for years it was always that you know, you don't send them to Vegas because of the gambling. That takes place in Vegas. You have too much possibility of corruption, uh, Chicago Black Sox kind of stuff. People throw in the game. No, people bet. People bet. People gamble. They want to. And now everybody's in on it. Everybody is good with it. This is something else. How soon? Do the e-games players have agents? Yeah, they're professional. Yeah, they've got agents, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to play esports. Yeah. Because I've turned around on that 100%. Let your kids play video games. Let him go pro. Why not? What's 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 the harm? Honestly. What, what? Go to college and have a regular job? Ridiculous crazy talk. Or to get to him, Tony Katz. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Holy crap, Ben Jealous. Ben Jealous, a former head of the NAACP. He's a Democratic nominee for governor in Maryland. And, you know, with, with so many of these Democrats, it, it's clear that the party is, is the Socialist Party, right? Bernie Sanders has control of the party. He has acolytes like uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, you have heard people like uh, Marcos Melitzis. Uh, say that, you know, if you want to win, if you want to win, you better embrace socialism. I I don't even think it's going to be a debate point. You either embrace the label and own it and be a player, or you can be like Andrew Cuomo and be off on the sidelines and relevant. That's where this is going. Because when you really look at what that so-called socialist platform is, and Nixon's right, they're going to accuse us of being communist before all is said and done. When you look at it, it's basically health care, access to health care, access to education. I mean, these are things that people actually like. If you go down item by item, people actually want these things. Uh, Donald Trump may not. He doesn't want his taxes to go up. But everybody else kind of does. So I actually want to have that debate. Let them talk about what it means to be a socialist. No Marcos Melitzas of Daily Cost. Not everybody is in favor of that stuff. It's not just Donald Trump. But he, this is the guy, you know, Netroots Nation and everything else, telling you that if you don't call yourself a socialist, you got no shot, you can't win, you can't nothing. So 
the questions getting asked of these candidates. And somebody asked Ben Jealous. They're in Maryland, uh, and he's running against Larry Hogan, right, the, the current governor. Uh, and, and someone said to him, uh, not to put too fine a point on it, sir, but do you identify with the term socialist? That reporter was Aaron Cox. And he responded, are you effing kidding me? Does that put too fine of a point on it? Damn! Uh, holy cow. That's insane. Oh, there's video of it. There's, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this to you, Ari, so you can uh, kind of edit this out because I can't play that. I can't play that on the on the air. I, I would love to. That would be like a dream come true if, if the FCC would just stop, um, you know, telling me what I can and can't do. I think I know what's best. Thank you so very much. I think everybody's an adult and can handle it. I mean, but it's it's the it's the rational question, right? It's the question everybody's asking. Do you agree? Do you agree with the socialist platform? I think it's a question that's got to get asked of, of so many people. It's got to get asked of uh, of Joe Donnelly in Indiana. It's got to get asked of Claire McCaskill, Missouri, Ben Nelson in Florida, Joe Manchin, West Virginia, Heidi Heitkamp, North Dakota. Of course, it's got to get asked. That question has to be the first question to a Democrat anywhere they are. Do you agree with, with socialism? Here, here was the question. Do you identify with the term socialist? Good question. That should be the question that they all are asked, and I want the answers, and then we can go from there. Let's see whether they're in, in with Bernie Sanders or, or not. I, 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 I'm curious, like, is he saying that he, he is in with it or, or not? He, he's dismissing labels. Uh, him, meaning uh, uh, Larry Hogan, who's the Republican, calling me a far-left socialist. That's what the Tea Party called President Obama. It's what Barry Goldwater called Martin Luther King. And when you see conservatives like Hogan name-calling, you realize that's that they're scared. He's calling Hogan a racist, and that's just not uh, the, the, the facts. Yeah, the Tea Party referred to President Obama as a socialist. Why? Obamacare. End of list. The facts are on the side of the Tea Party. Don't be silly. I don't know. I can't tell you what Barry Goldwater called Martin Luther King. I don't have that information in front of me, so I can't answer that question for you. And for Hogan to say it about you, well, is he talking about your policies, your beliefs? I think he's trying to make the play that that it's racism, and that's and that's just pathetic. Now this plays into what's going on at Papa John's, and John Schnatter, the guy who founded Papa John's. So it started with John Schnatter saying that the company felt serious uh, pain when uh, people started kneeling in the NFL because Papa John's was the uh, was the, 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 the official pizza of the National Football League. And the commercials were everywhere. Papa John and, and Peyton Manning, you know, all of that. Um, and so it was, uh, it was this, you know, kind of, hey, why would you say that you're blaming it on the kneeling? Oh, that's racist. That's not racist. That's something that's going on in the NFL, and people aren't watching as, at the games as much. Therefore, they're maybe not ordering pizza as much, and it, that's the way he saw it. Now, was it inartful? Very possible. Racist? I never saw it that way. However, he took some hits from it. Well, then go, uh, what was it, almost like a year later, 
He's, uh, I, I would say less than a year later. He's on a conference call with a PR team, and they're talking about how to deal with levels of crisis. And he starts talking about the fact, well, listen, what I did it was, was this, and here's how they responded. I mean, it's not like I'm Colonel Sanders. He actually used the, the N-word, and he was using the word and talking about it. And supposedly the way he did it was kind of off-putting to the people on the conference call. They leaked the conference call. Then everybody got angry at it again, called him a racist again. He resigned from Papa John's. The pressure must have been intense. He now regrets doing that. And then uh, Purdue University is giving back $8 million. Ball State University, here in, where, where I live in Indiana, uh, they're, they're not giving it back. He went to Ball State. He's an alumnist. He's given a lot of money, done a lot of good. Uh, so they're keeping his name and the Papa John's name on, on buildings and stadiums and things like that. And now people are upset with Ball State. The whole thing is, is, is surreal because as I know it, and some people have said that he's got a history of these kinds of statements. I haven't found the history yet. If you have it, email me, Tony at TonyCats.com. Email me. I'd, I would like to know so I, I've got all the information because based on these two things, I don't think he's a racist. I think he's a moron. And, and honestly, the, all the things I know about John Schnatter, is that he's a he's a jerk. He's a, he's an egomaniacal jerk. He got success. He built the success. He probably needed the ego to get the success, and now he's an egomaniacal jerk. But an egomaniacal jerk who's given a lot of money to a lot of universities, maybe to see his name in lights, but it's still very helpful. So I'm I'm very much with Jason Whitlock on this one. Moronic, sure. Inartful, sure. Um, not knowing his audience, absolutely. I think you could say that. In and of itself, racist. You don't have it. Well, the word on the street, CNBC reporting, sales are down 10% in July. 10.5%. They expect sales to fall between 7 and 10% in 2018. He thinks that the big decline happened in July and then everything will eventually uh, pick up. And I think that's much more about how the commentary has been reported versus people knowing what the actual comments were or are, I should say. And that's, that's the, the, the power of media and that's how it can, it can do damage. I don't have to condone a John Schnatter or, or, you know, it's, it's just, that's not what I have to do to be able to say, I, I, from what I have seen, Ill-formed, yes. Racist, no. He's not calling anybody any names. He's not calling anybody this word, that word, or the other word. He was trying to make reference to something else that happened with another organization. Even saying, uh, yeah, taking a knee has hurt us. I mean, you got to want that. Here's the, the issue. People really seem to want that. Like they want to see guys get damaged. They want to take offense to anything and everything no matter what it is, and then they want to use it there to their advantage to destroy the person they feel uh, isn't good enough, isn't up to snuff. So, I, it's ugly. It's ugly. And in the meantime, the Papa John's app has always been very good to me. What do I do now? I got to run out to Little Caesars? Yeah, it's five bucks, but I got to get in my car. Domino's my only option? You got to give me another option, people. 
You gotta give me it. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. You, uh, do I have to download the Domino's one? Does, wait, will they will they pave the road to my house? Because if they'll do that, then then I'm totally in. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, let's go right to the audio tape. I told you we'd get this from Ben Jealous, the Democrat, Maryland, asked if he's a socialist. He's running for governor against Larry Hogan. Listen to this. When I'm governor, we'll turn things around, and we'll do it by investing in our small businesses, by, by pushing everybody we can into Obamacare and doing whatever it takes to get a better deal on health care for the people of our state. Not to put too fine a point on it, but uh, do you identify with the term social? Are you kidding me? Is that a final point? Okay. Thank you, sir. Well, thank you. That's pleasant. That's that is a very interesting way to totally avoid uh, the question, because he's totally avoiding the question there. Asked, uh, do you do are what do what do you think about socialism? Do you uh, do you uh, do identify with it? Do you identify with the term socialist? Are you blanking kidding me? He says. What? Why? Why? Why is that kidding you? It would make sense. Do you or don't you? It's just that easy. I, w- I would think in today's world that's an easy one. I guess socialism isn't as uh, uh, in vogue as people are making it out to be. Huh? I wonder when the left turns on Ben Jealous. I wonder if they're called racist if they do. Oh, there are so many questions. And then there's Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, you, you heard it yesterday. Uh, she thought the election was uh, rigged. And then uh, she she blames the media for the election of President Trump. I mean, it, she, does, she is the gift that keeps on, on giving is, is Rosie. Well, he should not be president, and I don't believe that he's a legitimate president. I believe if it wasn't for Russia, he never would have won. And I think that the reason he's not so panicked about Russia is because he knows they're going to try again to do exactly what they did in 2016, although the mainstream media won't say it yet. They actually gave him the election. I believe that firmly, and I think a lot of people do. I think the media is a little bit slow, mainstream media, in coming around to where the people actually are. It took you guys a long time to call him a liar, and the man's been lying every day since he's been in office. So, you know, I think Helsinki was the last straw for a lot of people. It was like, forget it. You, you can't get more blatant than what he did right there. Swore his allegiance to Russia, not oh, to his okay, own country. Okay, okay. And not, I believe he should uh, be Rosie, impeached. Rosie, I'm Rosie, sickened Rosie, by Rosie, Congress Rosie, that doesn't Rosie, Rosie. Call- He did not swear his allegiance to Russia. That is not what happened. Swear his allegiance to Russia. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's just not what happened. Bad press conference? Absolutely. Made him look too good? 100%. Swears allegiance? Don't talk crazy. Are you, are you done? Are you done talking crazy now? Called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. Your Twitter account? Only Rosie several- O'Donnell. What was he doing there in the your worst view? The part of that is the Go huge ahead. response. 
know, the worst part is the huge response. You know, mm. he's like a really bad stand-up comic in the Catskills who gets one schlocky line out and then talks about it for four months. You know, he told everyone. They laughed at that. That was the funniest thing. He was allowed to, with help from the mainstream media and MSNBC, all you have to do is look at the tapes from Morning Joe from 2007. They had him on once a week, and they all ganged up. Willie Geist was very anti-Rosie O'Donnell. So was Joe Scarborough. So was every single reporter on Fox. And it went on and on and on and on. And when he would go on and lie and say her show was canceled, the show was not canceled, my friend. I left the show and left $100 million on the table because I wanted to go home and parent. He changed the narrative and the factual truth about who I am to the public of America when I was not on TV every day to rebuke it. If I was if I was on there, I don't think it would happen because people mm. would go, oh, I see what she is. I, I understand what she is. But when he was the only one doing it and nobody would stand up to him and they would let him. It was as if only Rosie O'Donnell could have been only the 700 girls who are missing from the border. Only. She could almost make a point and then ruin it like nobody else. She's comparing herself in that comment to 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 the border. It's. It, she she loses herself constantly in these conversations, but it's what happens when you're focused on you and not focused on the subject at hand. Because if you focus on the subject at hand, you realize that you're just silly. She thinks the Russians actually meddled in the election. She thinks that the media is at fault for him being president. Why can't you just either uh, a blame Hillary Clinton for doing such a poor job, or how about this? Accept the fact that everybody's just tired of you. They're just tired of you. They're just not that into you, Rosie. They're not into you, Hillary. They're not into you. You've got nothing to offer them. You're boring. You're, you are. How, how else could you say it? You're terrible. You're all terrible. Just deal with that reality. It's, it's, it's not us. It's you. And there's a fight going on over French fries. France and Belgium fighting over who invented the fried potato, who invented the French fry. Um, French newspaper Le Figaro publishing a story saying, no, French fries are not Belgian. Even if Belgians don't like it, the fries of today are fundamentally Parisian. Well, now... uh, the Belgians are saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. It was born here uh, back in 1680 when they fried potatoes in, 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 instead of fish, and the pommes frites was born. By the way, the proper way to do pommes frites, duck fat. Fried in duck fat, that is where it's at. Ridic- you know who has Oh, here in Indianapolis, Union 50? Uh, Vegas, Bellagio. Lagio does duck fat fries, and they are derm. They are so incredibly, incredibly uh, good. Listen, I have no idea. I have no idea which one it is. I wish Freedom Fries would have stuck. I, w- I wish we had stuck it to France back in the day and referred to them as Freedom Fries. And they should still be Freedom Fries today. There should be a brand, and they should, should get them in your local uh, freezer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, also, so we're, we're, we're clear, I am partial to the steak cut fry. Yeah, I, wow. Did you just almost curse on the show, Ari? What's wrong, what's wrong with a steak cut fry? It's a superior fry. 
not crispy enough, too thick, too fluffy. I like my fries First thin and of all, crispy. I want to say for the record, no one has ever complained to me about being too thick. Yeah. Never. Never had that issue. Not to your face. Never had that issue. Right? They're very happy with the thickness is basically what I'm getting at here. And that's exactly how I feel about the steak cut fry. Of course. Fantastic. Shoestring makes no sense. Shoestring, sh- sh- the shoestring fry, ridiculous. McDonald's fry is perfect. We won't, we, we're, not, we're not saying no to that. Uh, but, um, but yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Every, everyone's always happy with, with the thickness of my fries. Everyone is just, oh, thrilled. Oh, I it's just, oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. You can't get it too thick. That's the point. Why? What, what did you think I was saying? What were you getting at, Ari? I was talking about French fries. What were you talking about? I'm talking about French fries. What are you talking I about? See, there's no confusion then. We're both talking about my thick steak cut fries. Clearly. Right. We just Every, everybody loves them. Not me. What? I guess they're not for you. You ever think of that? Maybe some things aren't for you. Just saying. Twitter, Tony Katz. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The podcast, TonyKatz.com. Tomorrow, everyone.